0: then I'll be in your ears every week, dropping some truly transformative episodes to help you become a man that you're proud to be. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to it. You know, morning—not like morning and evening—but morning loss is a very unique experience. It's a very intimate experience. And what I've learned about it is that there's no manual, really, on how to deal with loss. And uh, meaning like there's no right or wrong way to go through it. Now, I remember when I lost my, my mother uh, back in 2006, after a, a battle she had with cancer, like I knew it was not going in a good direction. And yet still... When that call came from my father as i was actually driving over to see her on a sunday afternoon uh in like mid-october i when he told me that she was gone i i couldn't i couldn't grasp it i couldn't tangibly put my my hands around it, it. It's like I went into shock. Right. Now there's been a lot of work on the emotions that, uh, encompass loss and grieving and, um, just mourning, you know? And so there's, there's various stages of, uh, or I should say models of, grief. Some models uh, include five stages that we go through. Some models say that there's seven stages. Whatever the case, there's actually a lot of validity to to all of them of of what I've read, right? Now, having gone through loss of of my mom, having gone through uh, loss of, you know, uh, a failed marriage, uh, having gone through the loss of an identity of who I thought my father was when he came out of the closet. Those three things all happened to me within like a period of three years. And those were the first three things that were uh, so-called like out of the, the the frame, if you will, of how I envisioned my life unfolding. You know, I envisioned my mom you know, being around a long time and being able to, you know, come visit and babysit, you know, children that I would have. I envisioned having, you know, being married for 50 plus years. I envisioned uh, actually not a whole lot with my dad. (laughs) Because at the time, I didn't have much of a relationship with him for 30 years of my life. All of those, those three things all turned on their heads. My mom wasn't there for my wedding day she certainly wasn't there for any kids i don't have any kids Um, but that's because you know at this point that uh hasn't become a reality and uh a relationship that i didn't have uh, with my father has actually turned into one of the most amazing relationships with my father but because i've gone through i can now see this kubler ross model on grieving now uh, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross is a Swiss-American psychiatrist, and she created her, her model and, and the theory of the five stages of grief and loss. So, In previous podcasts, uh, episodes, I've, I've talked about uh, the, the tragedy that happened uh, up on a mountain here in Colorado. I actually, it's, it's in my introduction of my upcoming book, Becoming Kings. And uh, an accident where I lost a good buddy um, to a climbing accident. And what did I immediately experience was like absolute shock. So, man, whether we're talking about um, loss of a loved one, maybe loss of a, uh, a job, loss of a relationship, it makes sense that a lot of times that very first reaction that we go into is like denial. It's like, there's no way that this is actually happening, you know? Um, and, and you, like when I lost my mom, I know I've talked to so many other guys who have lost a, a family member and, and they begin to like, like they begin fantasizing that uh, that, that there will be uh, like some sort of mistake, you know? When I lost my uh, my buddy on the mountain, I was talking to his his wife and uh she said when the the coroner's office called her they gave her the wrong first name but the right last name which did nothing more than to make it even more difficult because she didn't know if it had been a big mistake uh was it really not even happening right or maybe you're dealing with a breakup and you convince yourself that your partner will soon regret leaving, and they'll come back to you, right? Or um, you, you lose your job, and then they all of a sudden, once you're gone, they realize how big of an asset you are, and they, they want you back, and they're going to double your salary. Who knows, right? But that first reaction of, of shock or denial, for, for me at least, what I've experienced is like a sense of numbness, right? That like life, as I once knew it has in a moment completely changed, so such a natural reaction, honestly, because I think it helps you process the loss um, like they chunk it chunks it down so it 's not as like overwhelming because I know again when I when I lost my buddy up on the mountain i i I legitimately felt like I was about to black out. Like my my brain, my body was like not processing what just happened. And uh, yeah, like that shock, I was about to faint. I think people people experience that too, where they're like, okay, I, like I, I can't even wrap my head around this, and my brain's just about to shut down, <laughs> along with my whole body, right? So that kind of denial piece is is very natural. But then what follows that is the second phase, the second stage, if you will, and that's anger and uh it takes a lot of different forms to to be totally honest um sometimes it's super intense anger um in in other people it might be just like they're they're just rejecting um you know those type of like those emotions that are coming up, they're they're suppressing them. They're wanting to avoid confronting whatever has actually happened. If that makes sense, you know, we start asking questions. I remember again, like when uh, when I lost that relationship um, back in the day, it was like I started asking horrible questions, like why me? You know, what what did I do to deserve this? And you know, why 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 right? So, it, 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 again, it's very natural to feel anger. And then to also start feeling anger towards the, the situation or the person that you lost. I remember getting really angry. I was angry at my mom for years after she passed away. I was angry. I was angry because I, I made up this story that I kind of felt like she didn't, she didn't care enough. Which in hindsight is like such, oh my gosh. I I can see that, again, in anger, I wasn't thinking correctly. Uh, As if my mom didn't care. That's all she did do was care, right? Like she didn't care enough to fight for her life. And thus means that she didn't care enough to fight to want to live, to be around me and the rest of my siblings. Couldn't be farthest from the truth. And yet in, in the moment, at the time, that's how my anger was expressing self you know i've been in relationships where i've been on either side of that where i've been extremely angry because <laughs> someone broke up with me or i've been on the receiving end where i broke up with someone and they're so pissed off at me you know and then i run into them and I'm around town or whatever and they can't look at me or they think i'm horrible um yeah like they they make me out to be this horrible person to justify, you know, that, that, uh, that release of that emotion, but then also because it's kind of a way of avoiding us taking responsibility sometimes that, that, you know, overt energy of expressing anger and making them out to be the bad guy is a distraction from us doing the internal work, right? So. It's totally understandable, and the thing is like you could rationally know that that person isn't to blame, you know you could rationally know that it takes two to tango, that uh, you know two <laughs> you and I were both in this relationship, however emotionally, operationally, you could still resent them for 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 being like the epicenter if you will of of the pain that you're feeling right so man you could you could feel guilty for being angry which makes you even more angry right there's so many different ways that we can go down this you know <laughs> vicious kind of uh i guess self-fulfilling prophecy at times of where the mo- the, the more anger we feel the more we judge ourselves that we shouldn't be so angry and we shouldn't have let ourselves become so vulnerable and we hate, you know, we, we, we beat ourselves up, which only makes us even more ashamed and more angry. You know what I mean? (laughs) So it's totally, like I said, it's just very natural. It's a human process. And when you've lost someone or something, it's very easy for us to go through these fits of anger and rage and bitterness and being sh- you know, short-tempered or impatient or irritable, right? All those things uh, sometimes are ways for us to cope with our loss. And it's just all part of the same process of, of dealing with, with the loss. And, and which brings us to the, the third stage, which is bargaining, right? Bargaining is uh, a way for us to kind of hold on to hope, in a situation of intense pain, you know, and these kind of all, you can see how they kind of intertwine with each other. Because I mentioned this a little bit earlier um, when I was talking about the anger, but we can begin to like try to convince ourselves that uh, that something that that the past might change, right? That we'll do we'll do anything to change. We'll do anything to sacrifice. Um, everything in our lives to, to restore it to how it was before. I know when my marriage was, uh, was ending, I was very motivated, <laughs> very motivated. All of a sudden, you know, during the, during the marriage, like, hey, can we get some help? Can we do some marriage counseling? I was like, no, no, come on, it's not that bad. I was always like minimizing, which is what, what the masculine does, right? But that was also really out of fear, of fear of not being enough, right? Um, but then all of a sudden, once I knew it was over, or I guess I wasn't, I was actually in shock. I wasn't, talk about grieving. I was bargaining. Like, no, no, let's let's go to marriage counseling. Let's do this. Let's do that. And uh, too little, too late. Too little, too late. And yet I do that. I think we all do that in, in various ways. What, what if we did this? Or if only, you know, if only I had been able to help my mom lose weight or take better care of herself or put herself first then then she wouldn't have been overweight and she wouldn't have gotten sick and she wouldn't have died right if only uh we had done something differently to to maintain the intimacy and wouldn't have lost the spark in the in the relationship then it wouldn't have ended you know or what if what if we give it another try what if we do this and we do that how many times have you been in a relationship there's so much that's good there but you break up for good reasons. But then you forget about those reasons and you can only focus on the good, the loss of the good that you had. So then you get back together, only to remember all the stuff of why you actually didn't work in the first place. And then it's really over, right? It's like prolonging and, and twisting the knife, if you will. So that's bargaining. Bargaining is kind of what, where we'll do anything uh, to, to see if we could try to prevent the loss. The fourth fourth stage is depression, and man th- there's so many different ways that people experience this, so there's no real right or wrong wrong way and um it can last it can last a long time if if you you know depending on what you're working through you know um and in 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 this instance, it's not one of those um signs of of you know of being messed up <laughs> it's just a very natural um, response to when you are experiencing loss um and so it, it, you start it can it can very well become very heavy in that sense because you're starting to actually face the inevitability of the outcome. You're actually starting to move into acceptance. You're starting to um, just face the present reality versus thinking that you have some ability to change the past. And so with that, as you're starting to accept it it can lead to serious feelings of sadness and despair. Um just yesterday I was working through stuff and I just felt it again and I and I did this process that my coach gave me and man I had to I, I had to just let it sink in and I the privacy of my own bedroom had to cry it out. <laughs> and man it just uh it's actually really healing because I wouldn't have. I would again. I wouldn't do that. I would not let myself go there unless I were to actually create um, a an environment that's safe, um, that's private, where I can just let it out. Just going through your grieving process, um, and so the the very last stage of this whole thing is acceptance, right? And, um, it's, it's not the acceptance that you maybe are thinking where you're totally okay with what happened, <laughs> you know? Um, but you're at least accepting the, the facts, you know, you're acknowledging the, the loss or the losses that you've experienced. Um, and, and you've figured out how to live with them and, and make, you know, a, a according adjustments to, to how you experience your, your life. So, um, you know, at that point that you might actually feel more likely to get out, be around other people, uh, you may or may not be ready to talk about it, you know, but that doesn't mean again, that you won't have times when, you know, you'll, you'll feel waves of sadness or anger again towards your loss. Um, hopefully you can you can move forward you know you can get back to uh a new a new vision a new version of life right with with the reality uh being different than it was prior to your loss uh versus sitting in a place of thinking that you know life should be how it was before cuz i know for me like it it was years it took me years to work through um, a lot of that loss that I experienced at the end of my 20s and a lot of bargaining, a lot of uh, lack of acceptance, thinking that uh, something might change. And, man, all I was doing was making it harder on myself. Uh, and people don't understand. People then get, you know, <laughs> they get angry at me. Oh, just move on and just do this and do that. And it's like all I did was, you know, acted as more fuel fuel for, uh, more self beat up and shame and everything else. So it's, there's, there's a lot of different ways that we can process, uh, loss and, uh, and, and mourning or grieving that loss. So I don't know. I thought this was relevant, uh, as I'm working through my own, uh, my own loss of, of various things. And, and hopefully this, uh, if you're going through it as well, you can, you can realize that you're not alone, that a lot of the emotions that you're feeling are natural. Um, you're going to go through through those five stages. Denial or, or like shock, right? It's still like denying it actually happened. Then you get into anger, which is the second stage. Third stage is bargaining. Thinking that things could have been different or what if you'd done this? Or what if you had done that? Fourth stage is kind of feeling that sense, deep sense of depression. It's just when you're actually starting to feel all the emotions, really, really feeling it. And you're moving towards acceptance, which is the last one. So anyways, I hope that's helpful. Um, Not always the most comfortable or or enlightening, you know, topic to to discuss. But at the same time, it's important to know that there is a process, uh, that you're not alone, that... uh, That the feelings that you're feeling are very natural that there's no right or wrong way to move through it and there's no deadline there's no like oh i should be through this by now uh but i do feel like oftentimes speaking these things out with trusted uh friends or advisors can certainly help uh, work things through faster so anyways thank you for joining me as always appreciate you any feedback Feel free to hit me up until we meet again. Have an amazing day. See ya. That's it for this one. And I want to thank you for listening. Hey, if you got some good ideas from this episode and you want more, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast. And if you think others may benefit from it also, share it on social media and tag me in your post so I can say, hey. It would also mean a lot to me if you felt inclined to write a review of the show on Apple Podcasts since I read every single one of them. And if you've got any questions or topics that you'd like to recommend or really just anything that you think I could improve upon, man, I thrive on constructive feedback. So hit me up with an email at podcast at johnnyking.com. Oh, and feel free to also subscribe to my YouTube channel, connect with me on LinkedIn,